What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. 136, I believe this one is. Yeah, getting our way up there, man. When we had uh, like a thousand, <laughs> thousand by no time, man. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Just uh, you know, we got the NBA Finals on. I mean, you can't complain, man. I just wish these uh games weren't so far apart, far apart, man. I know it's it's like it's painful. Um, whatever happens is just the every other night. Like these guys are adults; they can can take a, a three hour flight from or four hour flight from Denver to Miami. It's not like they're traveling commercial and waiting in airports and stuff yeah man but i mean it, it does it does uh they do the two two then it goes one 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 so i mean after pretty much after a game what four it is i think um yeah but, but they're still they're gonna fly back and forth they're probably i don't know what the schedule is but i think game six is next thursday so they're, they're giving them a lot of time in between these games but i mean i guess they're trying to you know give our players opportunity to uh rest up a little bit and I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Every other night. Every other night is what these things should be. It's what it, yeah. it's what it used to be. It used to be in the NHL, too. The NHL is doing the same thing the NBA is doing there, giving them, you know, an extra travel day. I, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, man. Since we're in the NBA, let's, get, let's stay stay up in this, please. Peace. Like I said, man, we got the NBA Finals tied up 1-1 right now. We got uh, Denver and Miami going at it right now. I still I still favor Denver with this, man. I don't think uh, I don't think they have much to worry about against the Heat. I still think it goes uh, either the gentleman sweep, you know, might go six because you know Miami snuck one, but I, I think it, I don't think uh, Miami has has what it takes to uh, beat the, beat Denver in the seven game series. I I, I don't either, but I, you know I thought that about Milwaukee and I thought that about the Celtics too. So you know I I, I heard it. I think it was Windhorse was saying like he goes Denver by all accounts should win this series probably in six games at the at the most. But he's like, every time every time I feel like I have Miami figured out, they go and, and win a game they're not supposed to win. So I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that they're the I'm clearly more talented team. But I, I just I, – it's hard to count this Miami team out. I mean, you got Spo, you got Jimmy Butler, who Jimmy hasn't been great in these first two games. He had a couple of big shots uh, down the stretch in game two. But – it's again. It's been. It's been. Uh, been the role players, Duncan Robinson, Strews in, in game two, and and uh, yeah. I mean, Michael Porter, Jamal Murray had had rough starts on uh, the game on Sunday, and, yep. and that did him in. So I don't know. I guess we'll 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 find out. Yeah, man. That's that's was pretty much going to come down to uh, a kind of those others um, on both sides. Um, if, uh, you know, the Heat, those uh, undrafted guys, if they can make a step up and make some big plays, knock down a bunch of threes uh, like they did the last game. And then on the Denver side, somebody else is going to have to step up um, when things get rough outside of the Joker and uh, Murray. But ultimately, I think, uh, like I said, I think Denver's just going to be too much. I think they're one through like nine is t- way more talented. But, you know, talent, does, talent doesn't beat effort. And Miami, mm-hmm. he's one of those teams that got a lot of effort. So. You can't, you can't let them. Uh, ex- you can't, you know, play them. And expect them to lay down. They're gonna give you everything yeah. they, everything they got every quarter, every okay. half, every loose ball, everything, man. 
No, I agree. And I think that's what makes them dangerous. Um, Malone obviously wasn't, wasn't too happy with the way Denver played in game two, um, kind of ripped him, ripped him in, in the media, uh, apparently it was 10 times worse in the locker room. Yeah. So, I mean, this first, the first game they've lost, I think in almost a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I still like, I still like Denver. I think they're, like you said, they're better, but the heat culture is something, man. Oh yeah. You kind of tell that, uh, you know, the Nuggets are, uh, you know, kind of waking up. You told can't can't uh, be sleeping on his team. I mean, uh, Joker yeah. and uh, Murray came out hot. Just hit my uh, first quarter parlay already because they uh, <laughs> needed over 15 points and five assists. There you go. Like one assist away, but um, so I mean, ultimately, like I said, I think they're they're that one two punch is going to be too much for them, um, especially if it went to like seven game series. Yeah. And then another news in the NBA. I mean, we got some new coaches get hired. We had uh, the Suns, they hired uh, uh, Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the best hire, but hey, it's going to be interesting to see how he does over there. You know how I feel about these retreads. Yeah. And, and, and by all accounts, Vogel seems like a decent coach. I just, I like, uh, I like when, I like, I like new blood. Blood, yeah. Some, you know, some new talent in there. But I, I mean, so that this will be what Vogel's third job. I mean, so other like when it's like a guy like Monty Williams was getting a second second chance and you know was pretty good where he was and, and just kind of got dealt a bad hand. I think it's different. But when it's like yeah. Vogel who's been fired and fired, it's like all right, what, what's uh, what's the deal here? Yeah, but like I said, man, maybe I don't know if it was something approved by the players or uh, under the. I mean, they're under new management, so you know maybe. Uh, you know, that's what we thought was the best hire, going to be the best hire, but based on the candidates that interviewed for the job, you know, maybe wanted a proven coach. And he felt like that was the best proven coach that they had available. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially the fact now that they're uh, initially they were trying to cut Chris Paul. Then now they're trying to trade him. Looks like they're trying to move him and Aiton. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be a package deal together or separately, but I mean, I felt like uh, they should have moved Aiton, you know, instead of a, uh, Bridges for uh the for Kevin Durant, or they should have mm-hmm. moved in since last season, uh the end of last season before the season even started because uh he was a kind of the piece that kind of quit on the team and we saw that in the finals, um in the playoffs you know in the previous year so, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be interesting to see what they try to get definitely definitely gonna try to get some role players, and then uh they're gonna probably switch a, a type of offense where it's gonna allow book so that kind of what we saw in the playoffs where book is gonna be the main ball handler so they're uh, able to push it and uh, get up and down faster because that was one of right. the things that right. that uh, that hurt them that they weren't able to run you know when they had Chris Paul at the point guard so yep nope I, I agree there uh, on on some other new coaching hires I mean we did get some new blood um, we got your boy uh, uh, Adrian Griffin former player of the uh, Dallas Mavericks he's actually uh, the Bucks coach now I think that's going to be an interesting one as well Looking forward to seeing how, how that plays out. Um, I feel like uh, I don't know if he's the right coach for Giannis or or you know some of those other players on that team, but I feel like uh, I feel like Giannis. There's still a lot of untapped potential with Giannis that uh, he's gonna need a coach to uh, bring that out of him. Mm-hmm. As far as the shooting side, uh, yeah. everything else everything else is pretty much money. I mean, as far as you know, his hustle, he plays defense, rebounds, goes to the hole. The only thing. It's his shooting and I think his uh, free throws. I think once he figures those two things out, like I said, it's going to extend his game so much that 
he's going to get a lot more open. You know, uh, it's going to be harder to wall him up. I mean, he, he pretty much he's going. He can contact every time he goes to the ball, go to the hole. Hole. Right. So I mean, he's going to make a lot more free throws. So I think that's going to make make it a lot easier for him. So, um, and then I want to see what they do with those other pieces as far as uh, Middleton. He's still coming off that injury, and then uh, some of those other guys are getting old on that team. They are, and, and and Middleton, you know, hasn't played a full season. Uh, obviously, he's he's getting older. Drew Holiday is not getting any younger. Um, they don't really have any like young, Venture young players on that. They're they're kind of a veteran laden team at this point. But but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they they obviously still have plenty of good years with uh, Giannis left. Uh, Middleton's knee and foot and all that injuries kind of scare me a little bit. And Drew, how how old is Drew Holiday? He may, he might be younger than I think. No, nah, I think he's, he's like guys. 35, man. <laughs> that's what that's what I was thinking. But yeah, I think he's younger than that. He's 32. Okay, he's not young. Yeah, because he was a. Uh, I remember he was on the Sixers. He was an All Star in the Sixers too. That's when they had like Andre Iguodala. So I I know he's old when because he played with Iguodala, yeah. man. So. This will be his his 15th season in the league. Damn, we're getting old, Rich. That's what that means. Nah, we gotta stay young and young in the mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler's still out here. He's he's uh, I think he's what thirty three, thirty four. He's been in the league for for about fifteen years too, so I, I don't feel as bad. Yeah, I mean, we just got to get into NBA shape, and then uh, everything else is <laughs> going to be a lot younger, man. Sure, sure, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get into that shape after you. All right, man. Show me show me the way. All right, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the reverse Zion on you, man. <laughs> reverse Zion. Well, Jeff, Jeff Green's still going. Jeff Green with the hoop. He's he's 36. Yeah, yeah, but I also think he has some years where he didn't play due to injuries. So I think that gave him <laughs> and that's a few extra uh, extra little uh, gas in his tank. Um, doesn't have any miles on those on those legs. Yeah, so. And he doesn't play as much too. So I know, I know when he first started, he was like uh, considered the uh, franchise player OKC with him and Kevin Durant. And then uh, the injuries came in, and then uh, you know kind of hasn't been the same since. But he's still a productive player, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, outside of that, I mean, we got the NBA mock uh, draft coming up. Um, mm-hmm. They put out a bunch of different mock drafts. I mean, obviously we're gonna know who's gonna go. We obviously know who's going one. Your boy Victor's gonna go one to the Spurs. And then um, between the Hornets and the Trailblazers at two and three, uh, you know, they're predicting uh, your boy Brandon Miller and then uh, Scoot H- uh, Henderson. And then after that, it's pretty much a, a dice roll for any uh, any of the other players. Um, yep. I'm hearing rumors about the guy, um, uh, Amon Thompson uh, from the G League. He's like a combo point guard, shooting guard. He's actually a twin. Um, he'll probably most likely be the fourth pick. But then after that, everything else is just – a dice roll. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, once they, uh, you know, who picks who where, and then uh, some of these other players that we really didn't, didn't get too much of a chance to see uh, step up and uh, when they're playing in the uh, the uh, summer league. So definitely looking forward to that. I know you hate the summer league, but. I do. I mean, hopefully Victor plays a few games before Pop shuts him down. So. <laughs> I hope so. You don't want a Chet Holmgren situation, though, either. Nah, but that was like a freak accident, man. Yeah, I think you still, I think you still get him some run, maybe you know, two two games, two or three games, depending on how you know the games go. I mean, if he comes out the first game, gives you like thirty, 
I mean, second game, I probably would let him play the first half and then sit him. He'd be done for. He'd be done after that. Um, but j- just so he can get the feel of what it's like to play with some of uh, the potential NBA players, uh, I know it's going to be great for the league because uh, it's going to keep them in the in the uh, front pages with a talent like him playing in the summer league. So, absolutely, most hype since uh, your boy Zion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, that 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 draft class is like. That draft class is crazy, man. I, I, uh, to... I, I text my buddy. He, he he says it's not as bad as he thinks. He's like, hey, you're comparing you're comparing it to to 2003. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's there's a lot of role players in there, man. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of role. Players. That's why I said I said it's a lot of mid range talent, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of mid range guys in there that are solid NBA players. It's just the high end talent happens to be two guys that are. Uh, just can't, one, one, can't, can't get, get on the floor, man. Can't get on the floor, or you know, Jaw until this year was doing fine, but now he he can't stop flashing guns or toy guns or whatever. So yeah, no, I I, I think uh, you know it's it's tough sometimes in these drafts too. Like I mean, we're looking at Wembenyana and, and Brandon Miller and, and and Scoot, and I don't know what's after that. It gets a little dicey, but you never know. You never know. Could have yeah, Paul Jokic sitting at there at number forty-one. Yep. I mean, in that draft class, Jordan Poole was the second rounder. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I said. I said it's gonna be, it's, that's what I said. I like seeing the Summer League because you get to see players that uh, you might not have got to see on the NBA roster because they got, the NBA roster is going to be so deep. But you're going to see some potential on there. I mean, Knicks don't really got no, got no picks because so, the Mavericks are uh, tanking games and stuff. But other than that, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, some of these, uh, what the future of the NBA is going to be like. So, yeah, no, I, I, you know, my feelings on the summer league, we've well documented, but, um, yeah, you know, you got guys out here that look like Michael Jordan and then they don't get a lick in the NBA, but I, 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 I know what you're saying, getting these younger guys out and getting some exposure. Not too much in NFL. Wasn't really much besides a uh, Colts player, uh, being investigated for gambling, a bunch of, uh, 25, $50 bets. The boy's making a few hundred thousand a year and he, uh, was betting on sports, man. And betting on actual Colts games, uh, which is kind of funny. But I mean, I, I'm thinking like on the 50, unless you're doing a crazy parlay on the 50 dollar bet, like it's really not that, that really not worth it. Maybe maybe yeah. you're getting a few hundred dollars, but it's, I mean, it's, so, so I feel like sometimes, like I don't know, like you gotta you, you gotta draw the line, like the, you, you gotta make the rules. You can't do this and, and whatnot. But like I know sometimes those guys just. I mean, sometimes people just place bets for for rooting interest, right? Like, and, and obviously, if he's betting on, on on his own team, not good. We've seen the Pete Rose fallout, but like, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, was he betting on his team to win? Because uh, yeah, I, that's the that's the thing I never got with with Pete Rose. He he'd always he bet on baseball, but he also bet every game his team to win. And I, I get how it's an issue when it's a coach, when you're a coach, because it'll it can affect the way can affect the way that you manage a game, especially for a manage a team for the long term. Because baseball is, you know, but you know, in football, if you're betting on your own team, I guess you got to draw the line because because you get it gets a little it's a little dangerous there, right? Like it's just hard, right? You, you just got to say no. You, you can't bet on football. No football. We're not doing this. We're not even gonna gonna play with it because it's just gonna bring integrity up. You know, and they already have people think games are scripted and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I just, it, to me, it's just like you've seen what happened to some of these other players that bet 
you know, we're doing gambling, especially when we're really pretty much uh, lost the whole season. So especially when you're in the position to potentially start, be a starting corner in the NFL, and then you're going to be up for a, a huge payday if things go, go your way. I mean, it was, I feel like mm-hmm. it's too much a risk to uh, be banned on sports. Right. Especially don't put in your name, man. Like it doesn't, somebody, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. They, they have all this stuff tracked on these guys' phones. Yeah, but I'm saying, don't. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to do it, man, you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, secret agent about it, man. You can't be like, use, use your I'm, buddy's account. Yeah, you can't be doing some obvious stuff, man. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I mean, so it's not illegal for them to gamble, though. So that's why they they have the accounts. It's illegal for them to gamble in NFL facilities, and it's illegal for them to gamble on the NFL anywhere. So, like, you know, if you're sitting in your house, you can you can bet on the NBA game, like, yeah, like anyone else can. So that's why they have their accounts. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, just there's other ways to keep it, you know, off the books. But hey, man, I mean, hopefully, uh, I would say hopefully he had a big bet that it's gonna supplement his. <laughs> it's gonna hope, supplement. It, hope, it was, hope it was worth it. Worth it, yeah. It's gonna supplement his salary, man. But like, I feel like I hope it's gonna be like one of those. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I forgot the guy's name. The linebacker. He was a linebacker on the Giants and uh, from the Packers. He like sold a Pokemon card for like a couple oh, hundred, yeah. th- a couple hundred thousand. Like it gotta be worth. It's gotta be worth it, man. Then retired. So, and then uh, he had the Bills are looking to get a new stadium, man. Yeah, they've been trying to do this for a while, and, and uh, you know they they went back and forth with uh, the city and and city doesn't want to so basically they said that i think they they were going to put up like 90 percent of the cash or something like that it's some big number i don't, I don't know what it is but uh or what the latest was but the issue was just on on uh the money and, and then where to put it um so yeah it should i, I I'm, I'm assuming it's it's uh close to being done or, or close to being a done deal oh they already broke ground 1.54 billion dollars Man, that's a lot of money for a stadium, man. Uh, was this the one they were gonna have a dome? I forget. I'm not sure. I, I just saw. I just saw like it pop, yeah, popped up. I didn't really get a chance to look at it, but I mean, I think I don't know if you want to have a dome because I think kind of the allure was on when people go play in Buffalo during the winter. You have those snow games, and uh, it makes it hard. It's kind of yeah. like to your advantage, but I think if you have a dome now, it's just like. It, 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 <laughs> So here's the thing, though, with, with with what people are doing now, they want everyone wants to get a Super Bowl, and there's no way they would ever agree to put a Super Bowl in Buffalo without a dome. Um, and I and I agree with you. I mean, even if you had a retractable dome, I would just leave it open all the time. Um, yeah. You know, unless unless it's you know pouring rain or something, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if it's cold or if it's snowy, leave it open. But I I know that they're all um, they're all trying to get these. Uh, uh, oh yeah, so it's it, it is it is not it will not have a dome, but it will have a canopy overhang to protect the fans from the elements. So I think it'll look like that. I think it'll kind of probably look like the SoFi Stadium is my guess. Something yeah, like that. Oh, so it's like half half domeish. Yeah, kind of cu- kind of covering the stands, but the field's all open to the weather. It's gonna be interesting to see though, man. Yeah, yeah, I like when they put these new stadiums up. I wonder how far it is gonna be from the the current one. I feel like normally when they make a new stadium, it's like right across the street or something. Yeah. The uh, I think it's pretty close. It's supposed to be ready for the 2026 season. It's in, it's in Buffalo. So they're they're in Orchard Park right now. 
That's what I'm saying. I wonder if the if if it's still because you know how like when it's the Yankees, they built a new stadium and it was like right across the street. Then yeah, I feel like it everybody depends. else. It, it it depends on where 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 they have land, right? Well, I feel like they got the they just changed the changed the parking lot into the True. the uh the uh, new stadium. Then they swap they swap the old stadium with the parking lot or something, or change mm-hmm. the uh, old stadium into some. So. Oh yeah, it's it's like right across right across the street. Yep. And we had your boy, uh, your boy Shannon Sharp, man, is leaving uh, FS1. Don't know where he's going. Hopefully, he's coming with us. But um, <laughs> he'll uh, sign with us. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think that's gonna be interesting to see. I think, uh, I think he's done a he's done a great job of uh, you know establishing his own um, following as far as his uh, you know club Shay Shay, and people pretty much love him on. Uh, on uh on that show i feel like he's gonna give him uh he can go anywhere and demand whatever he wants but i wouldn't be surprised if espn snagged him up it looks like espn is on a little um free agency run right now and they're getting a bunch of guys because uh i feel like uh they're getting killed they just, in ratings they just hired mcafee signed, signed him to a big contract yeah so i think they're trying to bolster their roster um because i feel like a lot of the uh other networks and uh, more independent guys were uh, kind of stealing some of their shine. I feel like because you know, uh, uh, first take hasn't really been the same. I feel like since uh, you know Stephen A. and um, and Skip were there, and then uh, I feel like that was like the golden era, and then they've kind of kind of been uh, kind of running audibles as far as to see who they can get to, you know, get back to that peak. And I feel like mm-hmm. them, you know, buying up these guys is going to allow them to have all the focus come to ESPN rather than, you know, pe- people going to the Pat McAfee show um, over ESPN or, you know, people going to first take over ESPN. So it's going to be interesting to see what they look, what they're doing over there. Yeah. And people just consume, consume sports differently right now. That's why, you know, McAfee's on YouTube, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, sponsored by DraftKings and, and whatnot. But yeah, it's just they, they people like, you know, the 24 seven sports. I mean, he's on, you know, I think he's, I forget what he's, he's on like noon to, or like 11 to four or something. Just, just like, talking yeah, sports, right? Like, yeah, I think it's like four days, four or five days a week. And yeah, he's giving them another like three, four hours. So, yeah. So people just like, like to consume things differently. And, and uh, I think it's a, it's a big hire for ESPN because he's got like a, almost like a cult following going on. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's great when you have, when you're able to get uh, like all-star lineup and then pretty much the whole day you can keep somebody glued on your network. Right. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what, I mean, I felt like ESPN used to have and, and now their shows are, they're, they're only okay. Their morning shows are only okay. Yeah. I was thinking as far as the morning shows, only one I really ever go to was the, uh, the, um, you know, first take. And then uh, yep. sometimes I'll go to the, uh, which one? The one, uh, well, get up. I think it's called get up. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll check in, uh, NBA, uh, what is it called? Shoot around or something like that. They change, they they keep changing it. And then NFL prime once they're in football season. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, when they hit those like five o'clock shows that they used to do, uh, they probably still do like the, uh, pardon my interruption. And yeah, like, yeah, they miss me with those, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not, it's not what it used to be, man. Yeah, I know. And then outside of that, I mean, we got uh, NHL. I mean, the Knights were up two zip 
on the uh, the Panthers. First game was awfully close. Panthers just couldn't put it in the, put it in the puck. Couldn't put the puck on the net. Second game, a little different story. I don't want to say it's over, but uh, it's not looking good for the Panthers, man. Definitely doesn't look good, especially the way Vegas dominated them last night. Last night? Two nights ago? Two nights oh, ago. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like I was watching the game, and, and there was that big hit uh, from Kachuk on, on Eichel, which was clean hit, but just sometimes those big hits kind of fire up the, the team. Uh, and Florida came out and scored, and I thought, oh, this might – they might be able to, you know, at least make a little run, like put a little dent in this 4-0 lead, uh, or you know, it's 4-1, and then and then uh, Vegas scored three more, I think, um, and then obviously that was that. But yeah, yeah they they're just they're big, uh, strong. They play they play heavy. They're well coached. Uh, former Bruins coach uh, Butch Cassidy down there, and and they're they're well disciplined. They don't take stupid penalties. They don't let. Uh, they don't let Florida bait them into stupid penalties, things like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely tough. But but Florida's you know been resilient. They got a tough team too, and and they're heading back to Florida. If Florida can get this next game, you know, two one. Even if you leave, you know, three one, series isn't over. But they, uh, I would say, this is a must win game, game three for them. Oh yeah, well I feel like the next two are must win. Um, I, I mean, they beat the Bruins when they were down three one. So I, yeah, I definitely. Tomorrow night is is must win. If they lose and go down three zero in the finals, they're they're toast. Yeah, but I still I, I feel like you don't want to put yourself in that position again where you're trying no, to come I, back. I agree. So, but I mean, I yeah, ultimately, I mean, ultimately, it's gonna be uh, interesting to watch though. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, outside of that, we had uh for the PGA. I mean, we had Live and PGA merged. Uh, I know you missed easy, that. Easy. Rory <laughs> said, Live is not merging with the PGA. The the investment behind Live is merging with the PGA. So yeah, uh, you know, I would say uh, one of the more unexpected things uh I I just I, I don't know, I didn't see this coming this soon. I, I figured it would probably end up in something like this where where the PGA and and you know, the Live Tour would coexist and it uh it just happened a lot quicker and a lot sooner and and, and my guess is that the PGA was probably running unsustainably um, for some of their higher uh, priced uh, or higher, you know, outputs. And, and they were, I don't know, with all the lawsuits, maybe they were, they were in some trouble and that's why they're trying to get this deal done quicker. But, but yeah, it sounds like, you know, we're waiting on the, on the details, but the PGA and, and the, the private investment fund Saudis who back uh, live and the DP world tour, are all in agreement to become essentially one company, and and uh, and then that the current um, commissioner Jay Monahan will be the CEO. So he'll he'll run the company. He'll be a for-profit company. Uh, PGA Tour has always been nonprofit, which to me is just hey, you know everyone's like, oh, they're going from nonprofit to profit. I mean, nonprofit just means you know you, you, you're not like holding revenue. You're not holding your profits. They're either going into your quote unquote, you know, petty cash, or you're just paying mm-hmm. people more money, right? Like that's, that's all you're doing. Or you're donating money to charity things like that. It's, it's just, it's a way for me, it's a way to, that they're just skirting taxes and things like that. So, but anyways, uh, so yeah, they'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see what, um, what, what the details are and, and, and the financials and, and, and what this all looks like, because I'm interested to see, you know, Rory spoke today. Rory's kind of been obviously outspoken. He called himself a, a sacrificial lamb uh, <laughs> because he's been 
you know, very anti-lib. And he still was today. He's like, I hate that golf league. Like, that is not a golf league. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, the players, here's here's the thing. Like, you know, and I, I get where everyone's upset with Jay Monahan because he was basically like, you know, can't defect, stay here, we'll take care of you, you know, don't take their money, it's, you know, blood money, blah, 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 and then, you know, basically turned and, and made a deal with, with the Saudis and, and uh, didn't tell any of the players, like Corey said, he found out the same time everyone else found out, you know, maybe like an hour before, but, you know, I, I think the PGA Tour players kind of have a right to be pissed, like, you sat here and banged the drum for, you know, a year on, on why we shouldn't go, you know, take a lump sum of money to go play golf. And then you essentially just took that same bag of money. So, you know, I think it, it, it will be, it will be good uh, for the game. The game will get a, a, you know, obviously no need to worry about money anymore with, with mm-hmm. these guys at the table, but what, what do they want in return is kind of yet to be seen, right? Like what are, you don't just give uh, someone a bunch of money and obviously they're going to be getting, it's an investment for them. So they'll be getting returns and, and whatnot. Um, we all know, you know, fossil fuels aren't going to last forever. So they're trying to diversify, which I, I get, but uh, yeah, what, what do they want now in return? And, and, you know, what, what kind of save do they want in the PGA tour that, you know, they still want to, sounds like they still want to keep some aspects of live. So maybe have a couple of team tournaments, things like that. Uh, I don't know. I, we'll we'll find out soon, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure they're in it for the relationships. Um, oh yeah, because it's going to give them a lot expo- more exposure to some of these other partnerships that the uh, PGA has in place, which is going to allow them to, uh, you know, venture out and spread their wings. So, I mean, you know, you know, kind of that's what they're paying for. They're paying it to get in the club. So, but on the PGA side, I mean, kind of, it kind of just looks like more money, and I understand exactly what you're saying about the players because uh you know you know pj was uh dogging them for trying to go over there and now they're in bed with them so but ultimately i feel like that's that's how it is in uh life it's, it it's all about the money man it uh it, it rains it rains true again i mean cash is king and money, it, you know i think multiple multiple you know guys have said this now it's like when when the money comes flashing people are uh, it's tough and and again i i don't I don't blame any of the guys who went to live um, for taking the money. Uh, you know, I, I, I do the, the part that annoys me with them is the lawsuits and things like that. And mm-hmm. like, just like, guys, give it up. You got, you got paid a bunch of money. Just like go, go do your thing. Like Dustin Johnson did and Brooks Kepka did, but you know, guys like Taylor Gooch and, and some of the European guys just would not let it go. And, and I think that's, that's what people are struggling with uh, on the tour. Oh yeah, well I mean we're gonna have to be posted posted to it and uh, see how it plays out. So um, well they don't want to just they don't want to just say like okay yeah now you guys can come back and play with us like they want some you know they they want it to be a little more painful on those guys that wanted to do all that stuff. Oh yeah, because I mean it's, like I said it's gonna be uh it's, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things you're gonna have to keep your eye on. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't. I'm like excited to see what the details of these. It's uh, this whole, I, yeah. yeah, I just want to see what it all looks like. Oh, definitely. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully for the players, I mean, it's, it's a, a lot more uh, money involved uh, in some of these tournaments. So. Yeah, I mean, Rory said it without really, you know, saying it today. It was like, look, we we better get paid for the shit you put us through in the last year. 
So uh, yeah, a little curious to see what this all, what all what all plays out. For. You, don't, you don't really get you don't really get big golf news like this this often. It was kind of kind of wild. Yeah, I would love to see a fifty million dollar tournament. I think that would be uh uh big. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so we got some uh, did some chicken meatballs with a cacio pepe uh, sauce and burrata and tomato ravioli. So chicken meatballs, pretty pretty basic, just ground chicken, um, uh, an egg, uh, breadcrumbs, some seasoning, salt, pepper. Uh, Put a little bit of Italian seasoning in there. Make your meatballs. Throw them on the. I, I just, you know, we can bake them. I, I these ones I just did in the pan and covered the pan and kind of let them slow cook in there. Uh, turned it on low, and then I had some some raviolis from from Trader Joe's. They were filled with uh, tomato puree and, and burrata cheese. Okay. Uh, they were really good. Um, but but just cook those up. Throw those in the pan, and then you can do. Uh, you know, there's a few ways you can do cacio pepe. It's uh, it's basically like a just honestly like a, a pepper and salt uh sauce with with uh, uh some cream. It's like a creamy pepper sauce, uh, and it's, okay. it's delicious. So so made that up. Uh, basically just poured that in uh, with the meatballs and uh, the ravioli. Uh, mixed it all up, cooked it on low for a little bit, and then served it and. Little Parmesan cheese on top. I mean, you can't go. First of all, you can't go wrong with the palm with the with the palm on top, man. Secondly, you can't go wrong. What was it? Wait, was the pepper? Uh, did it have like some kick to it, or was it more just like a a, a uh, normal? So it, it it has a little kick to it, but it's not like it's not like it's it's not spicy. It's more like a like a little bit of like a tangy tangy a kick to it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's good though. But I mean, is it uh? It's not. It's not like uh over pepperish though, right? Like where um, no, like, no, 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 okay. no, it's not. It's 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 got the right amount of pepper and it's cooked down a little bit, so it's it's not as um yeah, it's not like you're just like eating a bun. Yeah, like when you have too much pepper, I know that I know that I've had that flavor before. It's not it's not like that. Okay, okay. And that's good then, man. Yeah, and it has uh yeah, it was uh, it's got Roma, uh, pecorino and um parmesan cheese. But do you feel like it's cuz it was uh the uh, you said it was a uh, uh the chicken, um, you said it is a, a chicken, uh, was it like ground beef or chicken? Uh, yeah, ground chicken. Chicken, yeah. So do you feel like do you feel like that matters or do you feel like it would be better with the uh, ground, like ground beef or something else? So when, when typically when it's served, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When it's served in like Italy or, or, you know, at a real Italian restaurant, they actually, there's no protein with it. It's usually just noodles and the cacio pepe. Uh, mm mm-hmm. I could see it being better with, you know, maybe like a, like a, like a fried, fried piece of chicken, something like that, or even yeah, like mm-hmm. a grilled, grilled chicken. Okay. Meatballs were okay. I think, I think they, they ended up being probably a little bit too dense um, mm-hmm. for what it was, but still good. Even for yeah. chicken? For even for... Yeah. I mean, it's just cause you have, it's even with chicken, you know, it's still like a dense, denser meat, meatball. Like if you had it mm-hmm. like. You know, a grilled chicken where you could slice up and you could kind of cut it up. It's a little lighter. 
you could do it with a meatball. You could cut up the meatball and essentially be the same thing. But yeah, it just yeah, it was it, it was good. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just I, I would probably do it something with a different piece of chicken or a different style of chicken. I don't know if beef goes well, but I I, I don't think so. Interesting. You could, probably do, have to... you could probably do a, you could probably do a veal veal you could probably veal? do hmm. yeah I know some people do like the mix where like they'll do like a veal with the uh, ground beef and something else uh, which will, those normally turn out good too so hmm. and then uh, what'd you guys drink that down with alright so uh, new a new flavor of twisted tea came out and this, this is a throwback I don't know if you've seen this yet um, it's a rocket pop flavored twisted tea so you know the 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 old the old school rocket pops the red white and blues oh yeah you know every uh, summer summertime uh, staple at the uh, the ice cream truck Screams, um, yep. mm-hmm. so they made a twisted tea uh with the rocket pop flavor so got one of those um it it weirdly it, it does have a rocket pop flavor to it you could you could tell it's there uh, for me, the the tea kind of overtakes it a little bit, um, so you kind of get like that rocket pop flavor up front, but then like the the, the taste that's left in your mouth is more of the tea flavor. Oh, so okay. if you really are are wanting the rocket pop, like I I think that you'll be slightly disappointed. You know, to me, it, it's more of like that just that quick hit of that flavor, and then it's just back to regular tea. So I I I wouldn't get it again, to be honest. I I, thought, uh, I, I like I like the half and half better. Those are my favorites, and uh, and they're a little bit lighter. I just can't like. I didn't look at the sugar, but I, I got to imagine there's just an ass load of sugar in that thing, and that doesn't that doesn't bode well for the next morning, uh, especially when you're out in the sun drinking twisted teas all day. So yeah, I'd probably give it a six point one. Oh man, that's pretty bad, man. It, it is, and I was you know I saw it and I was kind of like excited. This could be good, but. It, and it was it was okay it wasn't wasn't earth shattering um but it was it was okay oh man sounds like a sounds like a hard pass man <laughs> yeah i i think it's worth a shot i mean just for the uh you know just i would try one just just for you know the nostalgia uh, yeah nostalgia you know um but yeah other than that no thanks dang man that sounded good too from the i know from, from the yeah. summer because you think about summertime so i know same thing. That's the same thing I saw. I was like, man, this is like, it's bringing me back to chasing down uh, ice cream trucks on Long Island in the summer. Yeah, man. Good times, man. You can't do that now yeah. in New York. All that damn smoke. So, <laughs> <laughs> pass out before you even get close. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then uh, for this week, for the BRs, I mean, we pretty much got our set group of shows we're going through. We got uh, a silo. No, like I mentioned before, a good show on Apple Plus. You know, pretty much about the people that are uh, living in the uh, uh, silo, so to say, and uh, they don't know why they're there. And then some of them are starting to question, you know, them being there. What the, what else is outside? So they're kind of you kind of you kind of giving the uh, the struggle of some of the people that are trying to figure out what's outside, and then you know uh, some of the stuff that people are doing inside to maintain that uh, community, so people don't venture outside. So. It's definitely good, man. I'm trying to compare it to something. I mean, the only show I can kind of think off the top of my head is like the Dome, those type of shows. Um, mm-hmm. It was like like that gated community. Uh, I'm trying to think of something recent. I had I thought about it, but I forgot what it was. But definitely something uh, you could check out when you get a chance. And then uh, we have a uh, class of '09. It's getting it's getting uh, better and better uh, with each episode. 
kind of uh like I mentioned before, if I was uh, the 09 class of uh, FBI agents at Quantico and uh, kind of what they're going through as far as, uh, you know, how to solve crimes and they, uh, some AI gets into the mix of uh, helping them solve crimes. And now it uh, looks like the AI is going out of control, getting to, getting to be like an iRobot type of situation or minority report type situation where, you know, the computers, uh, the AI's uh, logic is pretty much uh, undeniable as far as like, uh, you know, the determining fact of, you know, who's good, who's bad and so forth. So definitely, uh, spicing up, looking forward to, I think they're episode six now. Um, so they got about two more episodes left. So definitely something you can, uh, binge watch and, uh, get through. We had, uh, yellow jackets. They put out that season finale. I caught it kind of late. I know you saw it, man. Um, man, this show don't make no damn sense, man. (laughs) It, I, I yeah I don't know what they're doing to be honest with you. Yeah man I it's, feel like it's it's wild. I feel like they could have just took it in a great direction as far as like figuring out what the hell this whole thing is about, but it's just more and more like I don't know man. They just they just keep getting off from doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing, and now we're back in the now we now we're pretty much back to square one. Mm-hmm. Like we don't we don't really know what's going on as far as like this whole thing they're worshiping or you know the thing that's got a hold of them um yeah and then they, they never really show what happened to the other black girls uh the one i was uh playing with the mouse yeah yeah so maybe we'll see what happens to her next season or we'll probably get another season of it because i don't think uh showtime has really has many uh shows that are uh popping like that where they can really afford to get rid of the show. It's probably one of their best shows, I think. Yeah, it just seems like they're slow playing it a little. Like, you know, I, I want them to speed it up, obviously. But yeah, like, it, seems, it seems like it's just taking forever. And, and yeah. like, you know, with the, all the different flashbacks, it's like they're not really focusing on one one story. So it kind of bounces around. You're, you're basically watching two shows in one, right? Yeah. I hope they don't give us some, like, grand finale where, like, they're all dead and this they are like they all died in that freaking plane or some craziness and this has just been a yeah some nonsense we've just been watching for no reason so i mean watch it at your own risk it's 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 (laughs) it's gotta you know the thing is it's got a good storyline an interesting storyline at least it's just i I, I mean i know you were happy they killed the they killed the girl though uh what's her name natalie natalie yeah yeah, I, I mean, I think she was. She had to go. She was. Well, she, yeah, she was been supposed to go because she was supposed to be the sacrifice before they uh, before uh, the the dude's brother got uh, killed in a little uh, little uh, in the ocean. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, yep. But I mean, I mean, they're gonna give us another season. We're gonna check it out. But like I said, watch at your own risk, man. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, outside of that, we had uh, from. Another great episode, another good show. I mean, this show is just uh, it's just, it's kind of like I said, it's just like Lost, man. They got the writers of Lost. I mean, it's pretty much like Lost. The only thing is, we just got to figure out what what the hell they are. So, um, <laughs> they they, they kind of defeated one of the uh little monsters that come out, vampirish monsters that come out at night. Um, now they're trying to figure out how they can uh replicate what they did to the other monsters. But still a lot going on as far as uh you know how they can do this and then as far as um the other stuff because now they're putting in um i don't know if the writers are doing this on purpose but you know they're kind of saying that this is kind of like an experiment where 
everybody's um they're being watched by people which it kind of seems like they are being watched because of uh when they try to make radio contact um there was somebody on over the radio that you know said hey don't do this or don't do that so kind of they kind of knew what was going on so but ultimately is we're trying to figure out where the hell they are as far as if they're trapped somewhere and this is an experiment or if they're like stuck in limbo somewhere between life and death or another dimension so um there's a lot of a lot of different theories so definitely mm-hmm. uh looking forward to watching it and then outside of that man checked out uh cruel summer came back on hulu uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie yeah, out there I- this season, I didn't realize it was an, I didn't realize it was a new like a whole new like uh, storyline. Yeah, man, you might this might be a skip, man. This might I be watched, a skip. I, I watched the first uh, twenty minutes and then I we started recording, so I was watching it before we got on, and uh, yeah, it seems a little weird. Yeah, after you watch the first episode, the first episode was is is uh was decent. One has a little cliffhanger at the end, and then on the second episode they give it away. But then it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, what what rabbit hole are we going down now? So, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like if they kept it like suspenseful, where we didn't know what happened at the end of the first, like if we didn't know um, who was a part of what transpired um, in the first episode, then it would have made like I think that you could have played off of that for the rest of the episodes to try to figure out who it was. But now it's just like, all right. They're kind of giving us answers early, so I'm interested interested in seeing which direction the show goes into. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it might be a hard skip, man. I don't know. And we're gonna see what happens after episode three. Like, I know they got the first two episodes out, and then outside of that, I don't think it was really uh, anything else I was really watching or anything. No, I don't think so. I'm waiting for the crowded room to come out. That one looks pretty good. I don't know if you saw that on Apple. The crowded room is that that's the one with uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one I, I wanted to check that one out. And then uh, wrapped up okay. Ted Lasso. That was pretty I good. Gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep watching that. I'm, I'm, uh, he just, he just, he just broke up with his wife in the first season. Just, you know, his wife left. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm there. And then I felt like I was watching something else too. Oh, we finished that defending <laughs> Jacob on Apple TV too. Got yeah, you said that was good. It was good. It, it just, the acting was not great. Um, the storyline was good. Uh, and then you never actually figure out what, you know, you never got a, a factual answer of what happened in the end, which is kind of annoying. Oh, I hate those. Like, yeah. you, you, they, they leave it, like, open. Kind of up and open. You, you know, you think one thing, so you're like, oh, okay. But they don't really ever Tell you. say it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is annoying. Yeah, and I think uh, I was catching up on um, uh, the journey with the, about the plane uh, manifest. I was rewatching that, and then oh uh, yeah, we started. We started the. That's right. We started the second. We started second and a half of season two on that. That show um, just gets more and more ridiculous, man. Oh, uh, I'm only on season about to start season two, so I'm way behind. So yeah, we're. I think we started episode fifteen on season two. It's just, it's wild. Yeah, it looks it looks like it's it's gonna be wild once uh they start talking about this freaking like time spatial stuff with the plane mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but ultimately, I think uh it seems everybody from the critics, everybody said it was good. Uh, I know people that watched it when it was on uh ABC or whatever, they were very upset when it got canceled. But you know, Netflix uh brought it back to do one last season. So, um, you know, hopefully they do it right. So, yeah, and I'll think that was uh I think that's it, man. I think some other stuff I got in the queue, but I think yeah. I, I I breezed through uh the Black Knight on Netflix. 
It was like one of those shows you play in the background. It wasn't really, mm-hmm. it wasn't really much. Um, I'm trying to get back into that um, the little joint with the little kid with the horns. I think it was called on Netflix. Oh but, yeah, I, n- I never watched that one. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I shouldn't be watching it, man. So it's hard for me to get through it. So, and then uh, I think that's it, man. I don't got anything else. Oh yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.